Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Dr. Movie, the show where I talk about movies while driving my car down the road. And uh, gonna go back to 1971 on this one. Haven't seen it in quite a while, and I've got a I've got a pretty funny story to tell about this one too. So uh, that kind of what brought this to to my attention to cover again. I just wanted to revisit it, right? We are talking about the Brotherhood of Satan from 1971. So you're right at the point where all these types of movies are really starting to come out, right? This one fits in nicely with uh, Devil's Reign. Even, you even have a bit of Rosemary's Baby in this. <clears throat> I tell you, I really get Children of the Corn vibes out of this too. Maybe I'm jumping too far ahead and letting the ghost escape too soon. But uh, this is one that was kind of hard to find for a while. I ended up getting a copy of it back, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. And, uh, which is the funny story that I'll talk about here in a little bit. Like I said, 1971, it's a horror a crime movie. PG! <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, we're going to have a movie about... Uh, Kids being abductive and, and and taken by you know some Satanist, and it's going to be a PG movie. You gotta love the seventies, folks. <laughs> you want to know why the why Gen X is so tough? It's because our PG movies were heavier than anything that comes out now in R rated. Um. So here we go. Let's see. Uh, this was directed by Bernard McEverty. <laughs> Evity, Evity, McEvity, <laughs> Bernard McEvity. This guy, I mean, <laughs> the list of movies this guy has done, I mean, probably nothing that you know right offhand, one little end in, uh, right beyond vengeance. I mean, lots, lots of westerns, lots of adventure flicks. This guy was making movies all the way back in the 20s. So here he is, he's probably getting close to the end of his career, and there's really not another movie in his whole collection that's anything like this. So what a wild movie to stand out in, in, in this, this movieography, filmography, whatever you want to call it, right? I found that very, very interesting because, again, you're going back to that time of they would just pick directors they like and say, hey, I need you to make this horror flick because horror is a big thing right now. And, you know, that was really happening quite a bit. I mean, and it may be why the qualities of these are so different versus what happened a little later on, right? It gets a 5.5 out of 10. I can dig that. Uh, let's do a synopsis. It says, Widower Ben is taking his young daughter and new girlfriend, not the girlfriend, not the daughter's girlfriend, his new girlfriend, uh, to visit a relative when they find a grizzly car accident by a highway. They report the incident to the sheriff in a nearby Hillsboro town. Where does it go here? 
and discover the town is in the grips of a deadly fear. In the past 72 hours, 26 people have died and 11 children have gone missing. As Ben investigates, a local priest informs him that Satan worshiping cult is to blame. Yeah. PG, folks. <laughs> um, let's see. Why to watch? It's intense, compelling, and horrific. Yeah, I'm, I'll give you that. <laughs> see uh, why to watch. Turns out it's been on my shelf this whole time. Doe, you're indispensable. Okay. This film is really eerie. Some scenes are genuinely unnerving and definitely not easily forgotten. And that's kind of what I take away from it, too. Uh, it says, low-budget supernatural horror mystery, a creepy atmospheric and gen uh, generally understated mystery. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. This is a movie that should be remade. You want to talk about shaking up the system. I really think you could do a modernized version of this, and it would fly really well. So hear me out there, you young filmmakers. Go back and grab this one and think about what you could do with it now, right? Because I love the 70s aspect. Always have, always will. And there's some things in this, too, that you're like, wow, this, this director is really taking things to other places. There's, there are dream sequences in this that are just as unnerving as anything I've seen in the past 30, 40 years. You're like, wow, that's really well done. So, uh, kudos to this director, man. Let's talk about our cast. We've got uh, Justice McQueen in this, right? You may not know the name, but you know the face. The guy's been in a ton of movies. Um, let's see, a, a Boy and His Dog, uh, Ride in the High Country, The Wild Bunch. I mean, he's been in all kinds of westerns and stuff. He kind of plays that character very well. We got Strother Martin in this. Iconic actor from Cool Hand Luke, right? I mean, he's just... He's the guy that everybody quotes, right? From Cool Hand Luke. He's got the coolest lines. Um, so you know if you're in for something when he shows up, right? Great in this movie. We got Anna Capri in this. Anna Capri um, was in... The movie I think of is, is uh, Enter the Dragon, right? She doesn't have a big role in it. She's just the, you know, the hot blonde that shows up, and you're like, wow, look at that lady. So, yeah, Anna Capri's in that. She's known for that kind of stuff. So, you know, this came out a year or so before. So right after this, she's in uh, Enter the Dragon. And ironically enough, our star of this movie is Charles Bateman. Who plays Ben? The guy's got the daughter and the girlfriend. Anna Capri's his girlfriend, Nikki. Charles Bateman is the Green Hornet. So we got this Bruce Lee tie-in here, right? Because Bruce Lee was in the Green Hornet as Kato. And then you turn right around and make Enter the Dragon, and you got Anna Capri in it. So uh, we've got Alvy Moore in this from uh, Green Acres, which he popped up in a. Uh, Roger Corman film not too long ago. What was it? Smokey Bites the Dust. or It's one of those. Smokey. One of the Smokey movies. I want to say it's Smokey Bites the Dust. I could be wrong. 
I think I am wrong, actually. Nope, he was in hot wire as the sheriff in that. Right, there we go. Corrected myself so you didn't have to. Uh, the rest of your cast is pretty standardized. People, I, I, I mean, I, nobody else really stands out because it's a whole bunch of kids. And, uh, but yeah, let's get into this. Uh, this reason I brought up the, the children of the corn thing, these weird things are happening in the town and the kids are obviously involved. It starts off with this kid playing with a little toy tank and it's flashing its lights, it's doing its thing. And while that's going on, there's a car on the side of a road that is being demolished by a tank with a family in it. <laughs> that's your setup for this movie. And uh, so there's all this symbolism with the toys doing things, right? So that's a weird aspect of this movie that I really like. So. Later on that day, you got a, a birthday party, and, and like I said, it's showing all these scenes where these kids are doing things and something bad happens. You've got Ben and his girlfriend out on the, like, they, they stopped at a beach or whatever, and they're doing their thing, and the little girl comes up on them, and you're thinking, uh-oh, this little girl's going to be evil or something. She's going to kill them. It ends up being his daughter, who's just walking up, and they all get together, and everything's okay, and they get back in the car, and they start traveling. And while they're traveling, they see this car that's demolished. And Ben goes and looks at the car and notices there's a, a foot sticking out of it that's all bloodied and mangled. And he notices that, you know, there's pretty much a whole family that's been crushed by a bulldozer or a tank. It's a tank, right? Because it ties into the toy. Um, they drive to the nearest town to report what they saw. The daughter's in, in shock, obviously, from what they've just seen. They're trying to get help, and everybody in town is acting weird. When they get there, the, the police pulls a gun on them. The sheriff pulls a gun on them and uh, starts asking them a bunch of questions. How did y'all get into this town? And they're like, well, we just we just drove in. So the townspeople start showing up. They're kind of rioting. They're going crazy, and they're thinking. They, they, some of them start yelling, it, it's, uh, it's over. It's over. It's all over now. We, we, can, we can leave. Everything's going to be okay. So a lot of weird stuff's going on. And then, like I said, they decide that they're going to get out of there. So they try to leave. The, this is Ben and his, his daughter and his girlfriend. And when they're leaving the town, they're driving down the highway. And all of a sudden, this girl pops up in the middle of the road. And they swerve to miss her and hit a light pole, tear up the car. Car's damaged enough. They can't go any further. So they got to go back to the town, spend the night, and go from there. Kind of sounds familiar, right? Only thing, this is 71, right? This is probably happening before movies like Dead and Buried, all these movies that kind of pull the same premise. Children of the Corn, hello. Um, so now they're trapped in the town, and we get to knowing, we get to know more people. There's the, the, the local doctor in the town, and he's kind of squirrely. Hey, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. These weird things are happening. You got the local priest in town. He's going, man, weird stuff's going on. It's got to be some kind of evil force. And the doctor's like, no, there's a, a total reasonable reason this is happening. We just got to figure it out. But what they're finding out, just like in the car wreck, one of the kids that was there is missing. So 
as this goes on, you're seeing the kids involved. So you kind of get this thing where you think the kids are doing the evil deeds, right? Uh, you get a scene of a family who's getting ready for, for supper. Uh, they're eating supper. And the woman of the house, her sister was the lady that was killed in the car. It was crushed by the tank. So the, the, the dad has to come in and tell his wife, or her husband comes in and tells his wife, that I'm sorry, but your sister's dead, and this bad thing happened, all this stuff. And then later on that night, they put the kids to bed. Well, they think the kids are in bed, but they're just kind of hanging out. And the dad's sitting there reading a book, and the mom's sitting in a chair, and all of a sudden you see her react to something, and she's like choked out, right? And you don't really see what's going on, and then the, the dad looks up, and we see this doll kind of flash on the screen and we're assuming that the doll has choked out the man and you see blood coming out of his mouth so you kind of think okay we got evil toys running around matter of fact later on when they come to investigate the the house where you know the parents have been murdered and the kids are missing uh, the doll is sitting there and when when the sheriff walks past it you see the doll crying it's coming out of one eye. It's like, wow, this is this is pretty crazy stuff. Well, as the story goes on, you've got a, an underground society, kind of like your Rosemary's Baby, right? Again, it's it's pretty incredible how all this stuff was kind of happening at the same time as as far as movie wise, right? Um, they are wanting to. What's the word? Reincarnate themselves? It's it's a group of older people. There's 13 of them, and they've got 13 kids. And we find out that the reason that Ben and his family were allowed to come into the town and forced to come back into the town is because they needed one more kid. They needed her daughter, their daughter, his daughter. I'll get it right here in a minute. And that's kind of your spiel on all this. Um, Man, these people are crazy. Um, I'm talking about people driving, sorry. And uh, that's that's kind of where I'm going to leave this. Um, yes, there's people involved that you kind of suspect. All in all, this movie is pretty dang good. So let me let me go ahead and I'll go ahead and grade it. Uh, I, I'm going to give this a 4 out of 5. I really like this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Like I said, it, it was kind of hard to come by for a while. It finally came out on DVD. I got a copy of it. Possibly a burnt copy of it. Just saying. And here's the thing. This is around the same time that my class was having their 20-year reunion, I think. 25-year reunion. One or the other. We had found old videos of our graduation. We found videos of something we called the air bands, right? Where we got on stage and lip synced to, you know, songs. It was kind of a thing back then. Matter of fact, there was even a TV show called Putting on the Hits, where people would get up and lip sync and dress as their favorite artist. We did this as fundraisers for school. I got a whole story to go along with that. Uh, we're not going there, though. But one of the, my classmates, she lives far off. And uh, she wanted to see some of these videos. 
So I'm making the copies and 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 I send it. And she, I, I, I said, well, what, what did you, what did you think? Actually, I made a slideshow from old pictures and stuff that nobody really knew we had. So I took care of all that stuff. I asked her what she thought about the slideshow. She was like, well, I don't have it. She said. I started playing the disc, and it said Brotherhood of Satan. <laughs> and uh, she thought, well, this is Rick. Rick sent it to me. I know his sense of humor, so this is probably something he just threw on there to kind of throw me off. So she said, and I just kept watching it, and there was no slideshow. She said, but I kind of like the movie. I was like, well, awesome. I th- but there you go, folks. I mean, that just shows you how deep the horror thing kind of runs with me, myself, and I. And uh, mistakenly sent it, and, and you know, she she didn't hate the movie. So I'm not totally wrong in this. And I don't think she's a horror connoisseur as myself. So uh, that's, my, that's my story of Brotherhood of Satan. I enjoy this movie, and uh, I think you should check it out. You can watch it on Tubi. It's for free. And uh, let me know what you think on this one, because I think this is a sleeper, man. I, I think this is, again, I think it influenced a bunch of stuff that came out later on. I think it, I, I, I think it had something to do with Children of the Corn. I could be totally wrong, but there sure is a, a big feel. It's got to be some sort of back-of-the-mind influence here, right? So check this one out. Let me know what you think. That's it for this episode. And we will check you later, folks.